Hi everyone, this is Charles. Welcome back to the Zen Financial Podcast. Today, Rob will lead us through another market outlook for this upcoming week. As always, he will run through notable data from last week and this week. But we will also dive a little deeper into the current recession our economy is experiencing. If you would like to follow along with more specific data, you can follow along with the side show listed in our show notes. All right, here's the show. Happy Monday, everyone. This is Rob McDougall, investment strategist with Zeng Financial, with your U.S. market update for the week ending August 5th, 2022. Let's get started with the data. So we're going to use the same format as we did last week. We're going to talk about last week's economic data, what the key drivers were, then take a look at how that impacted both fixed income and equity markets here in the U.S., and also do a recap on the last month and year-to-date in terms of indexes. Also going to spend a little extra time talking about the U.S. and the recession at this point, and then we're going to preview a couple of the key economic data that uh, we expect this week. So last week, there were three big events, uh, two were economic data, uh, one was earnings. So we'll start with earnings. Uh, the S&P 500, a total of 175 plus companies reported earnings last week. And um, on average, you'd have to say it was a decent, uh, it was a very good week relative to expectations. So at the top of the heap, the energy companies produced really strong earnings, Chevron and Exxon. And below that, uh, several tech companies, consumer service companies, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Apple, all reported earnings that were at least better than expectations driving the market up. On the downside, and one thing to keep uh, an eye out for, of course, is the consumer. We talk about this quite a bit. Walmart had very poor earnings last week, and their outlook was not great. And along with Walmart, uh, Best Buy and Stanley uh, also reported warnings, uh, negative earnings coming up. So that was on the earnings side. Two of the economic data pieces. Uh, one was the FOMC meeting, which was on Wednesday last week. And the second was on Thursday, which was the U.S. second quarter GDP number. So in terms of the uh, FOMC meeting, uh, the Federal Reserve raised, as everyone expected, 75 basis points, increased short-term rates, the Fed funds rate last week, Wednesday. The market actually reacted positively to this, and it was really because of the commentary. And the commentary was sort of expectations for the next FOMC meeting, which is in September. Uh, Expectations had built that there would be another 75 basis point increase to Fed funds. And during the discussion, Chairman Powell sort of suggested that was not locked in, and uh, I'll use the word they didn't, but it's a word the Fed used to use all the time, and that's data dependent. So Powell said uh, basically that if we do see weakness, continued weakness on the GDP side, macroecon, numbers coming out that they would not be pushing through uh, rate hikes as aggressively as they have. So in fact, the Fed uh, rate probability, the increase, probabilities of an increase for the September meeting uh, 
coming into the meeting, there was a 80% chance that they were going to be raising at least 75 basis points. That expectation now is down to 70%. So uh, expectations have been reset a little bit on the interest rate side. Uh, in terms of the GDP, we'll talk about a little more in terms of uh, the recession information. Uh, but the number came in for the second quarter at a negative 0.9. That's on the heels of the negative 1.6 in the first quarter. So again, by definition, looks like a recession. Uh, it's kind of interesting that uh, GDP number kept coming down the expectations during the second quarter. The Atlanta Federal Reserve Bank decreased almost weekly, uh, and they came pretty close to the actual number. The consensus uh, from economists, though, uh, was still for a positive 0.5% increase. So the rest of the economic world kind of missed it, but the Atlanta Federal Reserve pretty much nailed what the number would be. So in terms of how that economic data in the earnings uh, seeped its way into equity and fixed income returns, last week was a very strong week for both equity and fixed income, and maybe a bit surprising for people how strong the month of July actually was, both for equity and fixed income. So last week, driven again by uh, less fear regarding the Federal, um, Federal Reserve increases plus earnings um, better than expected. Equity markets were very strong last week, really driven by growth. I mentioned some of the growth names that uh, had very good earnings. But growth names in the U.S. were up 5.8% last week and value um, lagged. However, it was still up about 3% for the week. So the only thing that hasn't worked or didn't work during the week, didn't work during the last month or year to date has been China. But virtually everything else last week and over the last month has been up. So after a disastrous first half of the year, one of the worst first halves we've seen in the equity markets and fixed income, we've seen a sharp rebound. I haven't made up the losses that we had for the first six months of the year. But uh, just in the last month, the NASDAQ has made up almost 11% uh, off its bottom. Russell 2000 up 10%, S&P up 8.25%. So takeaway is last week was very strong. And actually, the month of July is one of the best Julys that we've seen, both from uh, an equity and fixed income return here in the U.S., So second quarter GDP and U.S. recession. So I mentioned uh, down negative 0.9% GDP in the second quarter. And the first quarter was a negative 1.6. So a recession. But the reason a lot this is getting so much discussion is because this recession, if it is indeed a recession, is not like anything we've seen before. And most notably, uh, talked last week about the National Bureau of Economic Research, the fact that they dictate, they determine when a recession starts, when it stops, when it ends. Uh, they use a host of criteria, including GDP growth, but also personal income, non-farm payroll, a number of others I have listed on a slide. So the expectation is they're not going to call this a recession. And, and the biggest variable why, I think, is on the employment side. Now, I mentioned uh, later this week, uh, or we'll 
be talking about the fact that later this week we are going to have employment numbers for the month of July. We're still expected, supposed to be down a little bit, but still expected about 250,000 new jobs. But just take a look at the last two major recessions, not counting the COVID-induced 2020. But if you take a look at both the tech bubble and then what happened during the housing crisis, look what happened to employment. The first six months of the tech bubble bursting, the U.S. lost 761,000 jobs. During the housing crisis, the U.S. lost 426,000 jobs. And you can see if we do decide that uh, the beginning of January was the recession this year, through June, we've added 716,000 jobs. So if this is a recession, and it may be, uh, it's one where we have not seen that flow through to employment levels. So, upcoming economic data. Um, We have a number of things out this week, not quite as impactful as last, but we had one already reported, the ISM, the PMI index that we follow for manufacturing, was supposed to come in at 51.8 for this month, for last month, and it actually came in at 52.8, so that was a positive On Wednesday, we'll have the PMI version for services. That is also expected to be down month over month, but still a fairly strong 53.2 reading is expected. Now, on Thursday and Friday, we get employment-related data. We get initial claims on Thursday. The expectation is a rise, a slight rise from last week. Last week was 256,000. This week is or this next week is supposed to be two hundred and sixty-three thousand. So on Friday we get the big one for the week. That's a non-farm payroll. I prefaced it a little bit, saying the fact that it has held up extremely well during this year. The expectation is two hundred and seventy-five thousand additional jobs added in July, coming off a June where we posted three hundred and seventy-two thousand. So that is it in terms of the recap of economic data and what happened in the markets last week. I'll just finish off by saying the key to any successful portfolio over time is you have to be disciplined. So as we always say, no market timing. I'll just point out to the returns that we had last week or for the last month. If you think just one month ago how you thought about your portfolio and risk as the market was heading down, I doubt very many people would have expected the month of July to be double digits up for the NASDAQ, for example. So just points out that underscores the fact that market timing is pretty much impossible. Discipline is the key. So thank you for watching. Hope to see you again next week.